Welcome to the Delight in the Limelight podcast. I'm your host, Linda Ugalow, speaking confidence coach and author of the book, Delight in the Limelight. I'm here to take you on a journey from the dread of public speaking to loving it instead. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to leave a review on iTunes cause I'll be choosing a reviewer by random each week to win one of my online programs for free. I'll have the programs listed in the show notes. Now let's move on to today's episode. Today, we're going to explore how to develop a confident speaking presence and the various elements that contribute to it. Let's dive in. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines presence as the condition of being present and a noteworthy quality of poise and effectiveness. Now, poise is further defined as an easy, self-possessed assurance of manner. I was curious about this word poise and I looked into the etymology. Poise in Middle English was the word for weight or heaviness, perhaps in what modern day vernacular we'd call grounded. And it strikes me that the foundation of presence is an interweaving of these qualities, a degree of relaxation, of being in the here and now, of ease and grounded, assured confidence. I'm going to address four of these elements today and give you ideas on how to incorporate each one into your speaking presence. Before I go further, though, I want you to know that you can cultivate a confident presence at any stage of your journey. It's not just something that's bestowed on you after years of experience. Presence can help you calm your nerves so that you perform well. However, presence by itself is not a panacea for fear as you will have learned if you listen to episode two about my scary speaking experiences. If you want to get rid of your fear, not just manage it, the episodes leading up to today's one is a compendium on how to do just that. Now, I live by the idea that nothing is too small to practice. I love this approach because it makes learning and repatterning so much easier. When you address various elements of presence one at a time, you have the opportunity to sink into each one and make it so familiar that it becomes automatic in the best of ways. If you want to feel relaxed, you practice relaxation. If you want to feel ease and flow, practice ease and flow. And when you want more presence, practice presence. This is what I teach in my Comfy on Camera program, and you can learn it too. When you have one thing to focus on at a time, practicing becomes easy, doable, joyful, and fun. Let's start with relaxation. When you've had anxiety around speaking, you may need to undo the buildup and the habit of physical tension that your body acquired from whatever happened in your life. Layer by layer, bit by bit, we coax the tension away. Here's why it's important. Tension in your body sends a signal to your brain that you're stressed. Your brain responds with cortisol, and soon you're even more stressed. When you take time to release the unneeded muscle tension in your body, you get another bonus. Your brain releases feel-good chemicals like oxytocin. Here's another thing. If you don't know what it's like to relax when you're kicking back, it's less likely you can do it when you're standing in front of your audience. If you're not aware of tension in your jaw, your mouth, or throat when your eyes are closed, 
you're less likely to be able to release the tension when you speak. I say to explore relaxation first, all on its own, so you know in your bones and muscles what it feels like. Even though you most likely will never, ever lie down on stage when you present, I suggest you first practice deep, complete relaxation in this way, lying on the floor or in your bed or sitting comfortably in your chair. Stillness minimizes the stimulation coming at you, which allows you to focus your attention on what things feel like inside. Without the stimulation coming at you, you can detect subtle sensations, where you feel a sense of softness and where you are holding. You can take note of those places of tension and invite them to release and surrender to gravity. Start by relaxing your head and face and work your way down to your toes. Go body part by body part. Now, sometimes the sensation of tension is simply hard to detect. Sometimes you're confused as to how to just let go. You can create that natural desire in your body to let go if you first tense a part of your body and hold it tight. After a moment or two, let it go. You might know this practice as progressive relaxation. When you amplify the tension in your body first, it creates a stark contrast to the release and gives you a clearer place to release from. Occasionally, I have a student who says, I can't sit still or lie still unless I'm sleeping. I get it. Some people find sitting at the beach and staring at the waves their personal definition of hell. They have to be active and doing. That's why in yoga, you do active postures first before lying in relaxation or sitting in meditation. It's easier to be still when your body craves it. You can also invite relaxation and ease while in motion. I'll often dance into relaxation when I want to shift into that state of being. You can put on some slow or flowy music you love and give yourself a few minutes to move and breathe and gently stretch your body, all the while thinking, relax, relax, relax. And if you are really hyped up and jittery, you can bounce your knees and let your upper body jiggle, jiggle, jiggle like a rag doll. Shake your hands, your arms, your shoulders, your butt, your entire body. This vigorous movement works because when you shake, You override the control of those body parts and the muscular tension lets go. Once you are well familiar with relaxation in the comfort of your own home or your yoga class, you can also steadily incorporate this practice of relaxation and all of today's elements into conversations with friends, clients, into meetings with colleagues. No one needs to know you're doing it. While you listen to others as they speak, let your inner eye travel down your body. Feel for what's already relaxed. Invite what tension you encounter to release. This practice of inner tracking will make you a better listener. For one, it keeps your mind clear of formulating what you want to say next because it's occupied on a sensing level. If you are thinking what to say, you are missing what's being said. It also allows you to track your reactions. If you don't agree with what someone is saying, you will notice a tightening somewhere in your body, which gives you insight and information, as well as allows you to respond with less reactivity. Number two, present moment awareness. Present moment awareness is broader than relaxation. You are noticing what is, what is inside you and around you. 
You may be noticing tension too, but you're noticing much more other sensations like the position of your body, your heartbeat, sounds in your environment, what something looks like, tastes like, sounds like. Present moment awareness was popularized by Eckhart Tolle in his two books, A New Earth and The Power of Now. If you haven't read them, they're fantastic, transformative. In contrast to meditation, present moment awareness doesn't require sitting in silence to practice. And because of this, it's even more transferable and relevant to you as a speaker than meditation. Because speaking is active. You can practice present moment awareness right now as you're listening. Sense the signs of aliveness in yourself, your breath, your posture, the position of your hands and feet, the sounds around you. Notice too how here and now is not a static thing. It's always on the move. And this is important to remember as you speak. You may be present and focused, but then there's a distraction, a flashing reflection in someone's glasses, the sound of a dog barking out the window. You bring yourself back. With embodied presence, you continuously readjust in time. You let go of the moments as they pass so that you can move forward. You stay anchored with yourself as you move through time. Number three, ease. I looked this up too in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. It states that ease is how you do something with freedom from labor or difficulty. I would modify this to say without extra labor because doing requires effort. Ease is where you find an optimal level of effort. I have an image of a carpenter who slam dunks nail after nail into the wood with ease. In contrast to me, who would put in way too much effort and tension, take way too much time and bend half the nails I hit. Now, although you won't be putting the same intense effort to present to an audience as you do to hit a nail with a hammer, you still want to nail it. And speaking takes energy. You need to be on, engaged and focused. There's good tension that utilizes your muscles and efforts in a productive way to articulate your words, express your passion and your playfulness. So when we speak about ease, it's not that there isn't effort, it's that there's no undue effort and you can ride the momentum. If you regularly find yourself exhausted after speaking, consider that you may be holding yourself in a higher state of tension than needed. Imagine a graph line with complete relaxation at one end and high tension and effort on the other. Obviously, when you speak, you don't want to be snoozing, but neither do you want to be running a sprint. You want to be flexibly somewhere in between. To practice ease, explore your energy levels in your conversations. Ask yourself, what does ease feel like? What can you do to amplify this feeling of ease? What would it be like to put a bit more energy? Would it allow me to ride more momentum? Number four, grounded, solid, and strong. Amy Cuddy popularized the idea of doing a power pose before speaking. And although her testing methods and findings about hormones have been questioned, there are volumes of anecdotal evidence that when you hold a pose or you move in a way that engages your physical strength, it increases your sense of confidence in the aftermath. This can be a power pose or a yoga tree pose, or this can be how you sit in your chair, straighten your spine, relax your shoulders, balance your head on top, Put your awareness in the sturdiness of your hips and butt on the chair. Okay, let's review. 
Relaxation is key to releasing physical tension and signaling to your brain that you're not stressed. When you're truly relaxed, it allows your authenticity and natural confidence to shine through. By staying connected to the present moment, you maintain focus and adapt to distractions or unexpected situations. Ease involves finding the optimal level of effort in your speaking. Consider calibrating your energy between relaxation and tension to strike a balance that allows for ease, flow, and momentum. Being grounded, solid, and physically strong can contribute to your sense of power and confidence. Practice these four elements during your daily routines. When you go on errands or walk down the street or across a parking lot to the store, feel a sense of ease or stride with confidence. Bring these elements into your conversations at a meeting, during a shared meal, or on the phone. If you're standing, connect your awareness down to your feet and feel the sturdiness on the ground. Notice and release any extra tension you're carrying in your body. Practice when you're listening to others. It will keep your mind clear so you can listen better. When you practice these and make them your new habits, you'll find yourself feeling more and more focused, clear, centered, grounded, and connected when you speak. Remember that developing a confident speaking presence is a journey. As each element becomes repatterned and imprinted into your neurophysiology, you can layer on more elements. You'll be able to carry that relaxation, ease, and presence with you into new situations and environments. So now, what are you going to try out? Leave me a message on the episode page or send me an email at lynda at If you'd like more insight and techniques on developing a confident speaking presence, refer to chapter 10 in my book, Delight in the Limelight, or explore the programs I offer on speaking confidence. Thank you for joining me on this exploration of presence. Until the next episode, wishing you delight in the limelight. Thank you for listening to Delight in the Limelight. I hope you feel a little more hopeful and excited about speaking in public. If you like the show, recommend it to someone you know. And if you haven't yet read the book, Delight in the Limelight, you can get it online or at your favorite bookstore or request it from your local library. Remember, speaking is our human design. Let's learn to delight in it together.